Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. So I think these 30, 30 minutes are going to be uh, game-changing, right, Linda? Absolutely. And this was your idea. It was. And I absolutely love it. So set the stage, and uh, you're still cranking it. Look at your volume. I oh, love that. Oh, it's higher now. Two, almost 200 loans. I'm over 200 now. No. Uh, no, you're on 198 loans through August 31st. Yes. That's insane. Yes. 37 million bucks yes. in and, and Louisiana. In Louisiana. And a yes. small town in Louisiana. It's not yes. like our parish, town. I should say. A parish in Louisiana. About 30,000. Mm-hmm. 30,000 people. And right. and she does that type of volume. Yes. So, um, so tell us a little bit just about your story. Um, we, I know you're going to talk a little bit, you're going to talk about niche mar- marketing, yes. but you're also going to talk about a little bit about your niche. Not that we're saying your niche is the right thing for someone else's niche. It's just how to make yourself stand out from everyone else in a small parish or a small town or yep. a small area. Yep. And uh, so um, tell us a l- just okay, your so story. Okay, so sit up for this. Well, ready? Wait, 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 wait. come on. out. Beforehand. Everybody in this room needs to understand the power of having a niche. Okay, and so 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 there's a hundred different niches you can develop. Um, Christy's niche is her niche, and she's going to talk about what that means. But everybody in the room needs to understand you got to move to being a specialist in a few areas that give you market demand mm-hmm. in a common market where there's so much noise that you have to be different. So I needed to set that stage. And you know, one, one more thing on Todd, <laughs> you always say a specialist makes more than a generalist. Correct. You know, if you look 100%. at a doctor, a specialist always makes more than a generalist. So that's, um, so there you go. Go for it. Okay. Well, hey, everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> so... I started in the industry in May of 2011. I was licensed. Uh, Before that, I was doing cattle loans and car loans at a little bank in Greensburg, Louisiana. So I did not know how to spell FHA truly. Um, So somebody said when our bank was closing, you need to get into mortgages. And I thought, absolutely not. I cannot make commission. Like, no way. We're a two-income family. Um, And a lot of you've heard my story. I really just dove in. Todd talks about being disruptive in the market. When I got in the market, I was now in a market that is where I lived, but I worked in a market that was an hour away. So I felt like I knew no one. I knew no real estate agents. I did not know what to do. And I saw all these lenders talking about things that I didn't understand. I didn't know about rates moving. I didn't know everything about the products. So I said, you know what? I'm going to pick one thing. And I think that's the deal with niche marketing. It doesn't matter if it's USDA or if it's financial planning or whatever it is. Pick your one thing. And then I was going to learn everything about that one thing. So I knew that Todd loves this story. When I went to the Dollar Tree, that I could tell people I did 100% financing loans and that would get attention. So that's why I chose it. It was something that was disruptive in my market. 
Dollar Tree. It all started with Dollar Tree. Five all started years with ago. the Dollar Tree. Five okay. years ago, you were talking about generating business from Dollar Tree. She, and- okay, she has to like spend 30 seconds and tell us the Dollar Tree story. Okay. Okay, so there's some new LOs out there. Who has been in the business, le- let's say, two years or less? Okay. So who's been in the business five years or less? Okay. Season crowd. So listen, write this down, okay? <laughs> 3,000 business cards in 90 days. And I'll tell you what, I still do it. And I've been in the business eight years now. So 3,000 business cards in 90 days. What happens is I was really intimidated by going into real estate agents' offices because I felt like, I don't know exactly what I'm talking about. I know that's hard to believe, Todd, but I don't know exactly what I'm talking about. So I said, why don't I go where the people are? Because the people are the ones doing the loans. So I was determined if I was giving you my money that you were getting a business card. So I pulled up to the Dollar Tree and I thought, I am not giving somebody in the Dollar Tree a business card. But I got to check out And I gave her a card and said, I do mortgages and I would love to help you, your friends or family. She said, my husband works in a plant. We have a lot of plant workers down there. Linda, you do too in your area. And I'm working here part time and I closed a loan for them, 200 and something thousand dollars, which is a lot in my market. That's (laughs) big money in Louisiana. But yeah, it just shows, goes to show that you don't have to do it like everybody else does it. Mm -hmm. So although my niche is USDA, my niche is also building relationships and letting everybody know what I do. And if you think about all the people that you come in contact with during the day, If they knew what you did, that's more chances to get business. So that's another niche of mine. Yeah. And I think one of the the obvious kind of notions here is, and I was talking with a couple of people last night that, that they started to realize that you don't need to be in a town of a lot of people. Your town is small. Uh, James Pulsford is going to be on stage later. I think the total population in his town is 50,000 and he closes over 500 loans a year. You have to just be good. You have to be good where you are. And I think the thing that's interesting is there are people walking around everywhere that are going to need what we do at some point in time. And we don't want to be shotgun about this, but if we get into a niche, then we have an attraction that is different than if we were just out there just trying to do what everybody else does. So so where do you want to take this? Because I think the the choice to get into USDA, it, it, it doesn't apply to everybody in the room, but the concept of being in a niche does apply. So when did you first get the idea? Mm -hmm. And then how long have you been in it? And what has the niche produced for you in volume and revenue? Okay, so I guess I got licensed in May of 2011. And I had a realtor ask me about USDA loans in June of 2011. So my first month, I did five units, which was a lot for me in my very first month. And um, somebody said, we don't have a lot of lenders that know a lot about USDA. So that was my end. And again, I think it's very important because a lot of you may not be in a community or town where you can do USDA. But again, it's not about 
what you do. It's just the fact that you find something and you do it. And I think it's embracing your market too. It is your market. Embracing your, your personality, is, your market. It is your Absolutely. market. So that was my market in small town Louisiana. So in June, I figured out that not a lot of lenders did USDA. And they were really June. scared up 2011. Yep. Okay, so y'all ready for this? So they were really scared of it because they said that the USDA specialists were not nice. And so they were scared to do the loans and then have the specialists look at it. So I rang up USDA. Yeah, yeah. That was June of 2011. And I said, hey, I'm Chrissy Solar. I'm a new mortgage lender and I would love to learn more about USDA. And they were like, well, we've never had this phone call before. And I said, oh, no, I'm your new best friend. I'll call you every day. I need to learn about USDA. So from there, I sparked a friendship with a guy named Brian Lewis, um, Ricky, a lot of the people there. And anytime I had a guideline question, I would call them. Anytime I had an income question, I would call them, um, and we became great friends. And I think that it's thinking, you know, you always talk about being disruptive, stepping outside of your comfort zone. When you do that, that is where the magic happens. So that guy that I befriended that was a lowly um, specialist in USDA is now the director for Louisiana. Um, so we do a lot together, but I stepped out on a limb and um, forged that relationship. And it has been amazing for my business. So anytime something is new is coming out, they always say that they make rules so Christy can find a way to break them. So they call me and say, hey, we have this new guideline coming out. What do you think? I'm like, we could get around it doing this, this, and this. So it's just been a lot of fun for me. And again, not about the niche. It's just about making your way. If you're new in the business or if you're 10 or 15 years in the business, you can transform your business by finding your focus and finding your forward. And USDA was my forward. So I think at that point, you surrounded yourself with people that could help you in that and growing forward. Yes. And so, um, again, what, regardless of what the niche is, it's just making sure you meet with those financial planners or you meet with those, whatever it, you want your niche to be. Because again, if you brand yourself, so, you know, we do a lot of FHA, so everybody knows me as FHA queen, yeah. even though it's funny because that, that has shifted over, you know, over time, but people still know me as the FHA yeah. queen. So you still... Um, it's still uh, embracing your market. I, I think also it's want to add something to that real quick about going outside the box. Because mm -hmm. when I said this, you kind of sit back on me on the phone. But I actually get a lot of business from other lenders. Yes. So I was like, these people really are not doing USDA. They don't like it. They don't love it. They don't understand they it. They don't understand it. So why don't I market other lenders? So last year I found the number. I did 2.567 million. That was from other lenders who don't like USDA. So I think what happens is we put ourselves in a box. 
And we want the industry to look like what everybody else wants the industry to look like. And we should all be supporting each other. There are people that like to do loans or that broker deals that I personally don't do. So we have a group and we get together and we talk about things we can do, guidelines and things like that. If you do that in your community, you will possibly pick up more business because there are some people in our community who have certain credit scores that I don't have, vice versa. So we send Mm -hmm. business back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I never thought of, but I was humble, hungry, and smart, and I had to find a way to bring loans in, so I started marketing other lenders for USDA. Business. So smart. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we have, it's so, it's so smart to do. So I know that you won an award in your company this year um, for being the top USDA lender in, in the company, and I know that USDA also honored you this year, and tell us about that honor with USDA. Yes, yeah, so there was actually, uh, is William Dahls here? Yes, it's right over there. Okay, so I have to, I have to be honest, William, I shared the honor. I was going to be really mad if he won. When they called his name and he won, I was mad, but then they called my name too, so one of us were units and one of us were volume, so I was okay with sharing the stage but only because I want to. If not, he would have been dead to me. But anyway, I'm a little competitive. So, yes. Hey, William. So, um, USDA, I do these things. They are lunch and learns, but they are not what you normal mortgage people do. I don't talk about mortgages. That's another niche of mine. We talk about communication, balancing family and work life. I actually pay for everybody's lunch, and I invite other lenders because I don't compete with anybody. I compete with me, right? A flower just grows. So I was having USDA, uh, Brian Lewis was coming in and bringing his right-hand guy to talk about um, grants in the community, not mortgages, but some things to help the community, pretty much free money for elderly and things like that. Well, all of a sudden, there's like all these people that I don't know come in. There is a lady who's actually over the entire USDA who's appointed by the president, and they live four hours away from us. So there were like 10 or 12 people show up, and they presented me with the USDA awesome. award for building our community. Big round of applause. Um, and I put it all over yeah, social media because that's what I do. Yeah. That's awesome. Hang on just a second. So, huh? Yeah. So I'm going to be totally vulnerable right now. I had prostate surgery three years ago, and for some reason, my bladder You're is good. like going to blow. Hey, we got the women yeah. thing going. We that. got this. So mm-hmm. you keep this going. We got I'll it. Be yeah, right and we'll there. edit that. We'll make sure we that edits it. too. All right, Deb, we're going to edit it. It's okay. It's <laughs> Deb's over there, like I love you, Todd. Like, really? All right, so um, let's set this up. We've got ten minutes, and yes. I want you, if you were starting over again. And yes. you um, look back and you say, I'm going to develop a niche. It doesn't yes. matter what niche it is. I'm going to be the specialist versus the generalist. What would you do? Give me steps. I need to know how you would set the, how you would become a specialist, brand yourself a specialist in your market. How would you do that? Perfect. So I'm going to give you three steps 
to becoming that niche specialist. And again, this is any niche. It's kind of like we talk about sales as sales, right? You can find your niche and brand it this way. So tips to dominate the niche, because we don't want to just do it. We want to dominate it. So the first is learn guidelines in and out. I heard a mentor of mine say years ago that she read guidelines at least 45 minutes to an hour almost daily. And when I started doing that, like reading guidelines in and out, I found so many ways to help our families that we serve. And I think a lot of times we just want business to come but we don't necessarily want to prepare and do the hard work. So I found that at nighttime is when I read, and now I get up really early in the morning and read too. And I love it so much that I'm always calling USDA, hey, did you see this in chapter such and such of section? And they're like, yes, we're USDA. I'm like, okay, just check in, because I'm going to use this next week to get this loan through. So, you know, you can really, because at the end of the day, look, we all, you know, Todd always likes us to dollarize it, and I have made an extra $200,000 a year in USDA on top of my normal loan income. But at the end of the day, we're helping so many families, a lot of lower income families, and if I don't know the guidelines, I cannot help them. So that would be number one, is learn the guidelines inside and out. Number two is my favorite, Reach out to the decision makers and influencers in the niche area that you choose. So for instance, I have a really good friend who is, um, she loves the financial planning aspect of it. I always say that I'm not really brilliant enough to handle that side of it, but she loves that. So she reaches out to the top financial planners. It was like me calling USDA, right? If I wanna learn more about it, why not go to the people who are making the decisions? If Brian Lewis figures, helps me figure the income and says it's okay, it's probably going to be true that an underwriter would take mm-hmm. it, right? So if you were, whether it's VA, whether it's divorce attorneys, you have to go to the influencers and the decision makers. Then I went to the community leaders. I want to help grow this community. And one way we could do that is through USDA. A lot of people in our community with my niche, they don't have a lot of money in their checking account. So we needed to figure out how to let people know you could still buy a house, how to get financially sound. We're doing great with it. <laughs> um, financially sound, how we can get you on the path to ownership, home ownership. And um, so we started doing that. So find the influencers and the decision makers. Everybody have that? And then number three is embrace the market, right? So many of you sitting out there today are living in the rearview mirror, You are looking back, and I read something the other day, that the rearview mirror is small and the windshield is big. That's because we're not made to look back. We're made to look forward. Once you embrace your niche, you embrace your market, you embrace the people that you serve, that is when your business will flourish. So many times, and even in my own life, I sit back and think, 
I didn't do enough. I haven't been enough. I could have done more. I even told a friend today, I'm like, I feel like I could do more. Sometimes I phone it in. We all feel that way, don't we? Absolutely. But I think that's what's so great about fit, fast, and forward. I know with me, part of my story is I've lost a hundred and something pounds in a year and a half. Yeah. And you look fabulous, ma'am. And so um, Jonathan Roach, wherever he is, he had tried to get in my brain that getting fit was going to build my business. I wanted no part of that. Like, no, 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 no. But I realized that when I was my best, I gave my best. But I want to say this, that even when you see us on stage, we're still people. I still have three kids at home texting me because I forgot to sign something for school, right? I'm not the perfect wife. I'm not always the perfect friend. But the deal is I get up every day and I say today is my chance to do better than I did yesterday. And I think that's really what you have to do. You don't need to leave here and say, I'm not as good as those people that got up there. I won't be able to do that. You need to let the rearview mirror go. Find out what you're going to do to live forward and just put the steps into action. Because 2015, I was here in a wheelchair, partially paralyzed on my left side. 2016, I lost all the precious Louis Vuittons and everything I worked so hard to buy when our home got four foot of water. And we had to start over. My business got three foot of water. And, you know, you can sit in where you are and you can sulk in it or you can know that you've always learned something in every journey that you've been through. And so my niche has been comfort for me. I know that no matter what happens, I can do loans, right? I can do USDA loans. I can do FHA loans. I can serve my community. So in the midst of our home going underwater, clients were calling, and we just learned renovation loans. Tim and I talked about that. In 24 hours, I learned how to do renovation loans, and I closed 197 units that year with 85% of our community underwater. Because Because embracing your market. Embracing the market. So that's what I want to say to you. There are times that my niche changes, right? There are times that I'm not always the USDA queen. Mm -hmm. I may be the renovation queen. Or lately, I've been liking to stay home. So my new marketing plan is I cook for realtors and have them come over. It's amazing. So I get them on a schedule and have four or five a week. So that's a new niche of mine. So I just want to give you an example Find what you're good at and what you love, and then it doesn't feel like work. So let's do the before and after because we promised to show everybody how a niche could help them earn an extra $100,000 a year. Your story in just 12, 12 months to the next 12 months and the lift you got, tell everybody what that looked like. Um, are you talking about from the beginning? No, I'm talking about in, in the last two years. Oh, the last two years. Yeah, because okay. you, you talked about the income that you've made from yeah, yeah, yeah. From so your we, niche. Yeah, so we talked about that. USDA is now bringing me upwards of $200,000 plus um, a year, which who would be happy with an extra $200,000? <laughs> so all of you people who say USDA are for rural people, that's great. I will take the $200,000 to the bank. Absolutely. We'll be fine. Again, I have friends that live in California. 
that called and said, I found a little area on the map where I could do USDA. There you go. So tell me how to market it. So I do the same thing for Jumbo. My friend is here, and I called the other day. I have a Jumbo lawn, and I don't normally do those. So I think that it's about always looking forward. The money is going to be a byproduct of the work. But whatever you choose your niche to be, you have got to be the expert in it. My team always says that I help on loans that I never see money on because lenders call me all the time, hey, can you help me figure this out? But that is part of my marketing strategy. Exactly. Because they are, they're not threatened by me. They know that I'm very helpful. So when my clients may shop, they'll say, oh, Christy's great. I had a client say the other day, I called for a rate. They wouldn't give me one because they said they love you. I'm like, well, that's great. <laughs> so that doesn't always happen. But, you know, hey, listen, when you're helpful, when you're outside the box, the income is automatically going to increase. And I want to say this. You guys have, stop, have to stop focusing on the income, right? When you love what you do, and I know this is cliche, but Linda, you have this philosophy too. I do. We focus on the people that I'm able to help. Families. The families that we serve. Now, when I first started, let me tell you, I was focusing on the income. Because that $60,000 at the bank paid for some bills, right? But then when I turn that into $170,000 in six months, and then the income keeps increasing, and it's a lot easier the more transactions you do to say not focus on the money. But I will say this. If you focus on the return, you focus on the longevity of the business. Todd talked about yesterday how it didn't matter where the rates are, right? You can always, I know that I will do loans no matter what the rates are. Because when times are hard, people are going to go to the specialist. When yeah. our markets slowed down because houses were destroyed, we got so much business because realtors wanted to go to the people they knew could get the loans done. So that is what a niche will do for you. Yeah. Embrace yeah. your market, embrace your passion. Yep. And I think it's remarkable too to, to understand, you, you said this in the last 60 seconds, the, the income is a byproduct of the relationships, the value, and the expertise. And part of what we're trying to do at Fit Fast Forward is not make it about the income. We're trying to make it about what is possible, right? And and that's why your story is so powerful. So congratulations on your success. Let's give Christy a big round of applause. Hey, thanks for being part of today's episode. I've got a special gift for you. I want to make sure you are aware of. I just released a 25-page ebook entitled The Five Irrefutable Principles of a High-Performance Business. These five principles are game-changing. There's a lot of methods towards success, but if you ignore the principles, it's very, very hard to know that those methods will work. Go to the show notes below, just click on the link, download this 25-page ebook, and see what kind of impact it can make in your business and your life.